This podcast contains explicit language. Viewer discretion is advised. Dangerously joined by the wrestling encyclopedia Mike Larkin. How we doing? I'm good. I mean, I can can you really like go wrong with some New Japan Pro Wrestling? I don't think you can. You can never, ever, ever, ever go wrong with New Japan. Ever. 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 Um, unfortunately, the butcher can't be with us. I know he's gonna kick himself for uh, for missing this first episode of New Japan because he was really looking forward to it. But you can blame it on the quote beast from the east. Uh, no, not Brock Lesnar. Well, it's quite appropriate actually, beast from the east. Since we're talking about New Japan, it's the snowstorm we're apparently getting has knocked out the butcher's internet. I asked you, man, how how are you as far as the snow goes? Because I know I, I saw the article about the snow coming your guys' way, so how are you doing on your end? I always say if I can see the, still see the top of the grass, it ain't that bad. That is true. <laughs> uh, okay, so we are here to discuss the greatest wrestling event from this past weekend, which was On Horizon. Uh, it was a two-day event, and let's get right into day one. Uh, now, the first couple of times I saw Kitamura, I was impressed. But now he seems to be getting punished a little bit. He's uh, picked up a few losses recently. Yeah. I mean, I know he's still um, doing his sort of tryout series. I mean, here's the thing about Kitamore. I think the dude has a great look. Yeah. And I think he really, for his size, he's great. I really enjoyed his matchup with Yuji Nagata. And, and I, I think he definitely has a bright future. Now, his tag team partner was at Hanare. Yeah. Okay, he was very good. And I got to tell you, I love me some bad luck, Fale and Yujiro Takahashi. I, I love the pimp gimmick. He's like the godfather over there. In New Japan. <laughs> he's tremendous. I loved, I loved it. Oh, Godfather X-rated. X-rated. Jeez. Hello. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of usual for Bullet Club to pick up an early win. The only, the only thing I would say is uh, Farley's finisher is a little weak. It's kind of he, a choke slam into a clothesline. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing that for years now, but I've always kind of thought it was kind of meh as yeah. far as finishers go. I mean, but you can kind of admit it's impactful in a way because of his size and just his girth. So I get it. Yeah, I, I just kind of expect a more powerful move from a big guy like that. I know. <clears throat> um, so the action continued with Bullet Club and uh, 
Tamatanga is so cool. Yes. <laughs> he, is. he is. I mean, we're going to get into uh, to Roman Reigns later on in the week on the regular Macrassan show. Tamatonga has the look of Roman Reigns, but much, much more of a personality. Oh, yeah. And I think I've always enjoyed the Gorillas of Destiny, as you know, since uh, the whole eat shit motherfucker thing with Tongo Rope. <laughs> And, and what's the uh, what's the big dude's name? The other one who's on Kuzan is it ha- Hakulo or Hakule or Hukuleo? Uh, Hukuleo, there you Hukuleo. go. Hukuleo. So yeah, so Hukuleo is I gotta say for another one his size, I saw him doing the jumping flat liner and just moving around. I think that guy's awesome. I love me some Liger. I'm looking forward to him and Ray Cheeseburger and Delirious. I mean, you can't go wrong with those two. Delirious is a Ring of Honor staple been around the game for years and cheeseburgers on the up and up so i i really did enjoy those three as a team yeah i was kind of surprised by this match actually how much liger cheeseburger and delirious run circles around bullet club yeah i mean it just i guess it was also just to show their dominance because you knew in day two that they were going to get a tag title shot so yeah and of course i would hyping up jushin for his match with Rey mysterio mm-hmm. cannot wait on to match three, which was, of course, the Young Bucks versus Taguchi Japan, which is Dave Finley and um, Juice Robinson. Now, Juice Robinson, he's come a long way since NXT and WWE. He seems to be very popular with the Japanese crowd. Here's the thing, man. He's really been doing his thing since the CJ Parker days and then just going to uh, New Japan. I mean, he had that match with Cody at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, he's really, really good. And David Finley is, is another one of those guys. He kind of looks like a uh, like a Cassius Ono in a way with, you know, the hair. And, you know, he's got a, he's got the gut. But for his size and his girth, he's another one that can, like, really move and just go out there and have a kick-ass match. And it's also in the name. It's in the wrestling pedigree. That is Finley. And then the Young Bucks, you know, doing their stuff. The Super Kicks, the Indie Takers, the more bang for your bucks. I mean, you know what you're going to get with the Young Bucks. Yeah, every time I look at Dave Finley, I think, Andrew Everett? No, 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 not Andrew Everett. <laughs> I just okay. swear they were brothers. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I can see also Andrew Everett in there, too. Uh, yeah, speaking of the, the Young Bucks, I loved how much they kind of take it, uh, took over from... As we were saying with the, the Tangans with the eat shit motherfucker a couple of years ago with the Bullet Club just calling out random stuff throughout the match like, that's what I do for a living, baby. See ya. <laughs> I think it adds to that. I love the see ya. I love that that's what I do, baby. You know, they, it's cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Young Bucks, they all, people always complain about them because it's like they'll wrestle or they'll do like the video game spot, 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 spot yeah. type of match. But, you know, I thought what they did here was great. But it is entertaining. We like fast-paced tag team action. That's true. But then again, they're wrestling fans, so and wrestling fans are very fickle. So yeah, well, sports entertainment fans are very fickle. There you go. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy Juice kind of giving it them back with the uh, the two sweet eye poke and then a little suck it. But what happened to the season desist? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm watching him <laughs> suck it in the in the pokes, and then he just gets super kicked. I'm like, yeah, what happened to cease and desist? You only say it on your t-shirt, like Juice. Juice is going to get juiced by WWE. <laughs> uh, not a surprising win for the Young Bucks, though. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. They had to uh, build them up because it looks like uh, – we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to it, oh, but yeah, the California yeah. show, Young Bucks against 
the Golden Lovers, man. Hell yeah. Uh, On to a special three-way match, which was um, Kushida, Hiromu Takahashi, and Flip Gordon. Um, Oh, my God, Flip Gordon. (laughs) He is one of a kind. And he wasted no time getting into his kind of, I don't know, Matrix-style dodges. It's so funny, because the first time I first saw Flip Gordon... He actually wrestled at a local indie out here in New York. Uh, and he did, like, a move where he was, like, on the ceiling, and then he just came down. It was, wow. Just the flexibility of this dude, you know, the the, the nip-ups, the kip-ups, just everything that this dude does, that dude is going to be something special. I mean, I know he's doing the big things in Ring of Honor. I mean, he got to beat Takahashi and Kushida here. I mean, they're, they're saying something. I mean, they see a bright future in Flip. Yeah. Um, Shout-out to Kenny Killer, actually, who interviewed Flip Gordon. Uh, yes. a few Again. not so long ago yeah I mean anybody that hasn't seen Flip you just just YouTube his name and I guarantee you'll get a quick clip of all these crazy like as you said nip ups and kip ups that he does and he's like, he's like Zebedee he just bounces up and down and here's the thing too with the, with Flip I gotta say I love the theme song Flip Flip <laughs> Flip Flip it's a better version of Moose oh. ooh don't get me started. <laughs> uh, now, ever since we've started watching New Japan more regularly, I've become a pretty big fan of um, Hiromu Takahashi. Very well, him Osprey did, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, very distinctive look and loved the match he had with Osprey not so long, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and the thing Kushida is, I gotta say, hello, McFly. <laughs> love the Back to the Future gimmick. Me too. Um, also love the... the I don't know if he still calls it the flux capacitor that um, Kaz used to do. Oh, yes. From the top rope into an arm bar. That was That's crazy. Awesome. I think I mean, anything Shida does, I mean, is just tremendous. Yeah, I mean, that move's crazy enough, but to turn it into an arm bar as well, from the top rope, is just insane. And it's hard to do. I mean, the Spanish fly itself is a cool move, but incorporating the arm bar into it is just awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, we brought in a little more Ring of Honor in the in the next match, which was Jay Lethal, Dalton Castle, and Taguchi taking on Jay White, Trent Beretta, and Chuck Taylor. And it's not very often you see a wrestling match begin with one team eating fried chicken in the corner. I about died. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Are they eating before the match? And I'm like, is that chicken? I'm like, they're having chicken before. <laughs> that that would be my gimmick. Well, I've got a match. Hang on, I'm eating chicken. Chicken, chicken. comes first. Chicken comes first. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it sounded like they didn't have enough chicken to go around, though. From, yeah, no. From, um, from what Don was Jay, saying. Yeah, before poor Jay White and the best friends didn't get no chicken. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, Taguchi caught my eye mainly for his—I um, don't know if it's intended, but nice little Eddie Guerrero tribute. Oh yeah, from the attire. Well, the knock, the Nakamura thing he does too, because he does a little tribute to Nakamura in there too. Mm. <clears throat> uh, now, this one was pretty back and forth, to be fair. Um, it was fast-paced, but there were some comedic moments as well. Um, which you, you could only expect after that little fried chicken spot. Yes. There was, was going to be some comedy in this match. 
And this was just a prelude, too, because, I mean, it was great to see Chucky e. T, Chuck Taylor, and Beretta, and Jay White, but it's also a prelude to what we would see at the night, the night two with Dalton Castle, Beretta, and then we would see the BR City Bruiser get added to that. But, yeah, it was just also a prelude to what we get in tonight, too. Yeah, I think Dalton Castle um, had a good showing in this match as well, for those who aren't overall convinced by him yet because of his uh, gimmick. Um, he, he's not one to be taken lightly. No, and here's the thing. I, I love the boys thing. I thought the boys thing was funny. Every time he yells out, boys, and then, you know, they, they do the thing, the peacock thing. Yeah. I mean, people can say what they wanted him about him as Ring of Honor champion, but the dude is an incredible talent. I think he has a lot. Oh, he did great to get as over as he has in, in Ring of Honor. Kind yeah. of the same way Velveteen Dream has in NXT. Uh, Velveteen <laughs> Dream. D-R-E-A-M. I mean, I can't... <laughs> I can't, you know, you know me and Butch love that guy. And, I mean, Dalton Castle is one of those guys. I mean, we mentioned the boys, his feud that he had with Silas Young. And, I mean, the dude's come a long way and now doing big things as the Ring of Honor champion. We're going to see him and Jay Lethal in Vegas. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the future there. Uh, and Jay White, of course, who is unstoppable right now. <sighs> That's another one. I mean, to see... I was watching on New Japan World the uh, before show, uh, was it Sonata and uh, Okada had their match. Yeah. Uh, looking at Jay White as a young boy there, and then looking to see what he's become now is just incredible. I don't. I don't know how. How? Where, where it's come from? Really, it's just so quickly how he's elevated since Wrestle Kingdom. He just took that gimmick on and ran with it. I mean, I'm a switchblade. I'm going to come in. I'm going to have these great matches. He had the great match with Tanahashi. Then he beats Omega, and he now is the U.S. champion, and now that's another one. We got Jay White and Hangman Page. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we uh, we put the, the three matches that I've announced so far up on the Facebook Interactive page uh, just the other day. So well, well, we'll run through that quickly at the end of the show just in case we go through some spoilers that we haven't already talked about. So, yeah, Jay, Jay White's on fire. Uh, never open weight championship. <laughs> Goto versus uh, Beer City Bruiser. This is my, the first time I've seen Beer City Bruiser. <laughs> i got to say, when he made his entrance, I really, really wasn't expecting much from him. <clears throat> but, man, what a character. Agree. And I'm... <laughs> Team with uh, Silas Young and Ring of Honor. <laughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, he's just so... For his size, he can move. That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, the way he was just walking to the ring, spitting out the beer, chewing on the unlit cigar. Sorry, oh, yeah. You just think, this guy's going to be a joke. But, man, he was all over Goto. He was. I mean, those guys beat the living crap out of each other. Yeah, I mean, it was mostly Bruiser throughout the match, which surprised me because... I mean, we've seen what Goto can do, but... Uh, here's, when I think of Goto, man, dude, I want to see some more Goto and Suzuki in the future. I mean, the never open weight champion, the Intercontinental champion. But, dude, Hiroki Goto is just... He's another one of those guys who's just incredible. Absolutely. Um, after seeing Night 2, I can kind of understand why Bruiser went, almost went over so much and put on such a great show in Night 1, because... He was very involved in night two, shall we say. Um, but yeah, yeah. I have to ask you, though, about Goto. What do you think about his finisher? Because it's that like modified backbreaker kind of deal. What do you think of that finisher? Uh, more impactful than Valet's. <laughs> sure. 
Okay. You know who was the last person I actually saw do a move like that? And it's actually a former Japanese wrestler who actually competed in WWE. How many Japanese have competed in WWE? Well, there's been so many that's competed, but okay. Hideo? No. No, I'm going to throw a name at you, and you're going to be like, wow. Kenzo Suzuki. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. Jinx. (laughs) Jinx? (laughs) Miyazota? I just turned into the Professor X for a second now. Um, I was going to say Kendall Suzuki, yeah. Whoa. That is going yeah. back a bit. Well, yeah, that was 2004. And, I mean, the the person I saw him do it on was Billy Gunn. But, yeah, I remember uh, I remember Kenzo using that for a little bit. Nice. Um, so, yeah, after seeing that, I'm kind of intrigued to see more from the Bruiser. Myself included. And, of course, we come to the main event, which, I mean, I haven't heard a Japanese crowd that loud for a long time. They love the Golden Lovers. They're the Beatles of New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> oh, man. Um, great match as well, um, with Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Chase Owens taking on Cody, Hangman Page, and Matty Skrull. The Civil War has begun. Yes. I mean, here's the thing with Chase. I thought Chase Owens had a nice showing. Uh, I, I can't say nothing but great things about Omega and Ibushi. They're incredible. Yeah. Uh, Cody, Marty Skrull, Hangman Page. Marty Skrull not wanting to break and snap the fingers of Kenny Omega, but uh, Cody's happy to get in there. Hangman Page is happy to get in there. But a little, uh, little thing about Marty Skrull. He's like, eh, eh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I love how hesitant Marty was. It kind of show. It does really showcase the conflict between these former teammates I mean the man's got gray hair now I mean you're stressing the poor guy out am I gonna join the bullet club with Cody am I on team Cody am I on team Kenny what am I doing it's it's literally stressed all the color out of his attire his hair his beard Mm -hmm. poor Marty poor Marty (laughs) Uh, another one who's come a long long way uh, since joining Ring of Honor in New Japan Um, I mean of course first time we encountered Marty was British boot camp. He was Party Marty. Yes. Party Marty. <laughs> Got into a little scrap with Rockstar Spud. Uh, fell in love with one of the Blossom Twins. Uh, he's a completely different person now. And one of the highest merch sellers in New Japan as well. Well, that's the villain, man. Yeah, I love the gimmick. I love how he comes out. Cody Rhodes... I still have to get used to the blonde hair. I know it's like a tribute to his dad, but I still got to get used to the blonde hair, man. Uh, it's growing on me now. I think it works with his gimmick because he is pretty much the ultimate heel right now. Yeah, he's just he's just out of his mind, and the whole uh, Bullet Club is fine. Bullet Club is mine. Yes, love the promo at the end too. Um. I did like the uh, the bullet bullet club stealing uh, the rise of the Terminator move, and Marty wouldn't participate because he didn't want to get on Kenny Kenny's bad side. I cracked up at that. He's like, "No, I'm not gonna do it. I can do it." Hangman didn't quite get the rhythm right for the Terminator theme. Yeah, you know, but I'll, I'll let him off. Uh, yeah, he was a little off. <laughs> throughout the match, really, it was kind of teasing the tag between Omega and Ibushi 
um, because if I remember right, Chase Owens started after match, and it mm. was him who tagged in Kenny Omega, and then we were trying to get Kenny to tag in Ibushi throughout the match, but it, they kept stopping him. But uh, man, when they finally did get the tag, a, a pop, that pop for a hot tag. <coughs> That's what you got to love about that Japanese crowd, man. I mean, the Japanese fans are just so uh, loyal, respectful, and they just they love the action, man. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, they're usually not that loud. I mean, you'll no. hear a few shout-outs, but you won't really hear a pop like that very often. Yeah, man, and just the Golden Lovers chants, Golden Lovers, man. They love them some Golden Lovers. Um, and when they finally did get a chance to team up, man, some of that double-team action was crazy. Oh my God! The lead with the like the famous there to the back, the golden trigger. I mean, the, those guys are just amazing. Absolutely, you gotta love the uh, the the cross slash. The cross slash, yes. Oh, that's cool. It is. <laughs> now, watching this, do you see in a way how it's kind of good that Kota Bushi did not sign with the WWE? Yes. Um. Definitely, I think a lot of the cruiserweight guys made the right decision, especially with what we've seen from 205. Um, I mean, Nakamura and Asuka have done pretty well for themselves in WWE, and Nakamura, of course, is going to WrestleMania. Asuka's going to WrestleMania. Um, but then there is the bad side, and we've seen how far Hideo Itami has fallen. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, there's, there was a lot of international talent in that Cruiserweight tournament, and really none of them have achieved anything on 205. And then you think of Zack Sabre Jr. I mean, he's another one that turned down, and you see a lot of him in Japan and yeah. just all over the world. And personally, I think I could see him go there down the line, but the thing is, I think Zack Sabre just wants to put on those Zack Sabre Jr. quality matchups and not, like, change his style and do the WWE style yet. Yeah, well, same as uh, Will Ospreay, who apparently turned down WWE recently. He He's happy in New Japan. I mean, can you blame him? I mean, look at the guy. I mean, he just had that match with Hiromu. I mean, and speaking of that, he also turned down Impact. I mean, the guy just wants to wrestle and do his thing. Let him, let him run. Let him run he, with it. He wants to be a wrestler. He doesn't want to be a sports entertainer. And you got to respect that, man. Absolutely. Um, maybe when Triple H fully takes over, we can get a shot. Because Triple H likes wrestling. Yes, that's why the, the, the common thing now with us, as far as that goes, is Vince, go do XFL. Just go. Yeah, go, just, do just go do your football. Go do your football. Um, nice to see uh, Cody and Kenny Omega face-to-face, one-on-one, just the two of them in the ring. Nice little tease for um, Strong Style Evolved coming up. Yes, and we got ROA Supercard of Honor with those two going at it. Yeah. Uh, and all in. All in. <laughs> Did you see the sign, by the way? That 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 lovely young lady in the crowd there had that sign. Flip Gordon for all in. Flip's like, yep. Yep. I think I did, yeah. That was awesome. I thought, well, that's another one. I want to see that guy go far. That, that dude's a good dude. He's a military man, and just, he's incredible. And I'll do, I do I mention again, Flip. 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 I want to hear a mashup between Flip and Moose. Flip, moose, flip, moose. Flip, moose, flip, moose. <laughs> okay, um, finally, of course, Bullet Club gets the victory. Um, I think it was Hangman Page who got the pin. Correct. Uh, Cody, of course, was hot-headed. Uh, tempers fled, and out come the Young Bucks to 
get involved in the action. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> so <laughs> Cody pretty much gets dragged away. <laughs> and I love the pull apart at the end and just the whole... The whole Young Bucks thing, which we'll get into with uh, Night 2, because that really sets up the future of what we'll see with tag team wrestling for Japan. But, yeah, I mean, I thought that ended it best. Which side are we on? Are we Team Cody or are we Team Kenny? I mean, there you go. Um, The only thing I kind of wish we would get would be more translations from the English commentary when they cut Japanese promos, because even Kenny Omega, who's fluent in Japanese, went full-on Japanese promo. Um... And even though he translated a few things, we didn't really know what he was saying. I mean, I know he was putting over um, what it felt like to be back with Kota. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could tell it was a, kind of an emotional promo for him. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice, happy ending, even though they lost the match. Um, As far as the English thing goes, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, like, one of our favorites, the build-up for Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho for this past Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, you know, says something in Japanese, and then Kevin Kelly all of a sudden goes, he accepts! I'm like, okay, I guess <laughs> I mean, the good thing is when they put the promos on YouTube later on, they do put subtitles on it, but uh, you don't get to really understand what they're saying live. And that's the thing. Like last night before we uh, did this, I actually watched the press conference for the New Japan Cup. And while I kind of understood sort of where Hiromu, uh, not Hiromu, I'm sorry, Hiroshi Tanahashi was coming, because I know him and Suzuki have that rematch coming. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, like just, just put it on the YouTube thing so I can just read the English subtitles. But I mean, I thought it was nice. I always think that they do, uh, with those press conferences, man, they always have like a great feel to it. Everybody just goes in there and you could tell, like, you know, it's going to be something special. Yeah, I do really like press conferences. Um, makes it feel more sport-like, more special. Um, I mean, WWE trying to do it with Raw Talk and Talking Smack, but it's more of a talk show. It's not a press conference. Uh, <sighs> and NXT kind of trying to do it with um, a few crew members with cell with mobile cell phones and stuff. <laughs> Which is, which is great to watch them with the cell phones and just watch the volume go up every time somebody. <laughs> Oh, it still looks so cheap to me, but um, yeah, New Japan get it right with the press conferences. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so we're going to go to night two just after the break, but before we do go to a break, the next time we bring you a championship special on the Mac Crossing Podcast is April 7th, as we present the third annual Promo Mania featuring Mike versus the new and two-time knowledge champion, Kenny Killer, in a showdown that's over one year in the making. We'll also be predicting NXT TakeOver and Roman Mania 4, <laughs> plus the debut of the Iron Bank contract, guaranteeing the winner a shot at the Knowledge Championship anytime in the following 12 months. And one of the theme songs is Machines by All Good Things, taken from the album of the same name, Machines. Available right now on iTunes and Spotify. For more information, go to maxwrestling.wix.com slash maxwrestling slash promomania3. And we'll be right back after this. Kenny Killer, let me give you a little history lesson. At the first ever trivia takeover, you became the inaugural Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion. Fast forward to promo series, I became the number one contender to your Max Wrestling Knowledge Championship. What happened? It ended in a draw. 
Fast forward to last year's podcast promo rumble. I became the match wrestling knowledge champion, defeating you. Fast forward a couple months to promo slam. You and I were neck and neck in the finals. And what happened? That too ended in a draw. And I retained my Max Wrestling Knowledge Championship. Fast forward to this past podcast promo rumble. I'll admit it, you were the better man. And you took back the Max Wrestling Knowledge Championship. Well, Kenny, I am the longest reigning Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion. And we both have made history with myself being the longest reigning Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion. And you being a two-time Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion. But Kenny, at Promo Mania, I will prove why I am the better man. We have had two draws. I've won. You've won. I'm going to take back my Max Wrestling Knowledge Championship. I'm going to end your reign before it even gets started. Kenny, I will see you at Promo Mania. And you can choke on that. Slap nuts. Welcome back to New Japan Max Wrestling. Unfortunately, I don't know the Japanese for welcome back. Uh, so welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we just covered uh, night one of Honor Rising. So now for night two, uh, which kicked off with Beer City Bruiser versus Hanare. As we said, um, I wanted to see more from the Bruisers as soon as I saw him for the first time on night one. So I was kind of happy he kicked off night two. Um surprising thing was Hanare gave him more of a fight than Goto did. Uh, you know what it is, too? I thought Hanare came out looking strong, but the Beer City Bruiser, again, just domination. And what would you think about the Frog Splash? Nice. Very yes. nice. Uh, better than Sasha Banks' Frog Splash, that's for sure. Which wasn't okay. a Frog Splash, it was just a splash. Yeah, just don't get me started about Sasha Banks' Frog Splash. <laughs> But yeah, but the but the splash by the Beer City Bruce, I thought I thought was good. I mean, for what they had as an opener, I thought it was solid. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it was was it shorter? Uh, it was much shorter than the match against Goto, but um, yeah, Bruiser kind of dominated that match against Goto. But this one was a little more back and forth until the closing moments, uh, and yeah, very nice frog splash for the win. And again. It uh, made Bruiser look good, which sets us up for later on in the evening. Uh, now, match two, uh, as we said, Juice has come a long way. And um, we weren't sure how to pronounce his name at first, but Hikuleo uh, dominated the match, most of the match. What did you say his name was before Hikuleo? <laughs> before Hikuleo, it was Leo Tanga. Why well, the hell did you just keep that? But all right. Yeah, just keep Leo. Hikaleo, Chase Owens, Chase Owens, and my boy Takahashi. Just, oh, I, you know, I can't say nothing but great things about those women. Just beautiful women. Oh my god! And you got David Finley, Juice Robinson, Jay Lethal. I thought those two were great as a team, and I thought they all worked well, man. And it was great to see uh, David Finley, Juice Robinson, Jay Lethal get the win. Yeah. Um. No. That's all I can say. Really, yeah, it was nice to see Team ROH get the win. Um, and we got to see the lethal injection because I love the springboard into the cut. 
Jay Lethal is out of this world. And I'm going to say this right now. If NXT ever picks him up, oh my god. I mean, I've been a Jay Lethal fan ever since the first time I saw him in TNA. Uh, yes. A long time ago. Then, of course, he did the Black Machismo gimmick. Uh, then he had the woo-off with Ric Flair. <laughs> Uh, and of course. I, yeah, the first time I ever saw Jay Lethal was actually at a Ring of Honor show here on Long Island. This is when he was feuding with Loki in Ring of Honor. Wow. Um, and yeah, and of course, he made history in ROH with the, the, the crazy run as a world champion and TV champion at the same time. And he was the pure wrestling champion, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, not sure what's going on with Lethal right now, though. I mean... Uh, is he feuding with anybody in ROH? Well, we got him and Dalton Castle coming up in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, right, okay. So, yeah, Need, needed to make Jay Lethal look good, and he gets a nice win over the Bullet Club. Fair enough. I was about to say I was going to gonna tease you and go, you know, you know, Daz, he's really got nothing going on except for the fact that he's going for the championship, brother. <laughs> he wants to take back his title. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I'm trying to take back my championship, and then you just want to say, oh, I'm not doing nothing special. I'm trying to take back my championship. I'm Jay Lethal. Ooh, yeah. Woo! Woo! It never gets old. And you know what it is, too? People talk about Ric Flair at that time period, but my God, the woo-off was one of the best things that he ever did with Jay Lethal in that company. The great thing about that woo-off is it's received more social media fame in the past year or so because somebody put it up on social media with the caption when your dog sees another dog outside the window and they yes. just start barking at each other the, the best line is just flair just pelvic dorsing and going longest line longest ride woo <laughs> uh now on to match three the first uh first time i watched new japan a few years ago with uh, wrestle kingdom I always refer to this team as Los Unpronounceables. Then, then I realize you can just call it L.I.J. Um, yes. So Los Ingenobles de Japan. Again, big fan of Takahashi. Um, and again, we got to see more of Flip Gordon. Can we please just see more of Flip Gordon? I mean, I, I'm gonna put the dude over like Rover. He's great. And then you got the Gucci. I mean, can we just can you just give me some fried chicken, bro? And then we got <laughs> Takahashi and Bushi. I mean, I love it. And yes, it's and here's what the thing is too. So, and it looks like with Los Ingonables de Japón with the pronunciation. Yes, it looks like Japón, but it's Hapon and Suzuki Gun is actually Suzuki Goon. So that's actually kind of neat translation in a way. Yeah, Sp Spanish stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and Tranquilo, too, which is also pretty cool to say. But yeah, Bushi and, and Takahashi, man, I loved it. And Taguchi and Gordon, I mean, we got to, you know, accentuate and just look at the greatness that is Flip Gordon. We get to see some comedy with Taguchi. And I mean, I got no problem with Los Ingronobles. I mean, Los Ingronobles is one of the top groups and factions in there, along with Chaos in New Japan. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, of course, we're going to see more of Bushi uh, in the coming weeks with Strong Style Evolve. Uh, I, I can't forgive Bushi. I mean, the man tried to rip Gato, poor Gato's beard off, and that's not cool. He, he did rip his beard. He, was, he had him in a headlock, and he was ripping that beard out. Ah! 
damn, man. I mean, I get it. The man's got a big beard, but god dang, man. I mean, <laughs> if you let him shave or something. Don't rip off with, like, friggin' hedge clippers and shit. Come on. Uh, first title match of the evening. Actually, the, yeah, one of two title matches of the evening was up next uh, with Bullet Club defending the Never Open Weight six-man tag team titles against Jushin van der Liger, Delirious, and Cheeseburger, the team we saw on night one. One thing I can say about this match, don't fuck with the Gorillas of Destiny. No, and Cheeseburger does a great job of just taking finishers and just getting the shit kicked out of him. And I mean, I love Burger, but yeah, you know what he's there for. And Delirious is just there to do his comedy, and Jushin is Jushin. Uh, and I, I think one of the best tag teams that they have is uh, Tonga Loa and Tama Tonga. And, and Fale is needed there as the muscle. But yeah, I, I love the match. I thought of each and every one of these guys. Put on a great show. Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much what you expect from the Tongans. Just beat everybody up. Here's the thing, and Tongaloa is the former Camacho, Micah, and yeah. I mean, to see where he was in WWE, you know, with Hunico, who was Sin Cara, and I mean, he was, I, I thought he was good. I thought he was impressive because I've seen some of his stuff in NXT. And then you see, like, him as Micah in Impact, which is like the one who. Well, the one who came out of that group the best was Eli Drake and Drew Galloway, who is now no longer standing up for professional wrestling. But, I mean, the dude was kind of like the third wheel in that. And then you get to see him, him and Tama in Japan and get to see them just, you know, do what they do. Oh, magic. Yeah. Uh, God, Micah was poor. It was um, so bad. Like, out of all the names you give the guy Micah, I'm like, what, what the hell is Micah? I mean, again, yeah, we uh, we said about a few guys, but again, uh, Tanga's come a long way. And you've got to say, a lot of it could be down to him bulking up and taking himself more seriously uh, and just becoming a, more of a bruiser, really. <clears throat> did you see him, besides Camacho as, you know, when he was Hunico and, you know, he was his muscle, did you ever see some of his NXT stuff? Like, the early stages, he was going against guys like... Uh, I believe it was, I think he fought Adam Rose. I think he fought Oliver Gray, who was Neville's uh, tag team partner for the first, like, early stages of NXT. I mean, have you seen some of his NXT work? I saw his second run in NXT. Yes. And I was impressed by that. Me too. And I was actually surprised when he left. Because I thought he was kind of getting over in NXT, but... Um... Well, you also got to remember, this was also the same time where they let a certain guy by the name of Derek Bateman go, and he cut his hair, and then that was it for him. <laughs> We saw what happened with him, and now look well, where he is. I mean, that's kind of a that was kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, I mean, Derek Bateman wasn't on anybody's radar. Then of course he leaves, goes to Impact, and makes a hell of a name for himself. And now he's back as EC3. Um, so, what does so, that tell you? Too? Well, what does that tell you too? Because the last thing I'll say about that is because it's like, oh look, it's Derek Bateman. He's got a new haircut, and then he's gone. <laughs> It tells me sometimes leaving NXT is a good thing. And yes. Tangaroa and EC3 are a good example of that. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Usually leaving NXT means downfall. Yeah. Uh, now more Bullet Club in the next match, uh, which was Hangman Page and the Young Bucks against Jay White, Yoshihashi and Chuck Taylor. Uh, second win in the second night for Hangman Page. 
there, there, and he beat Jay White, and then he gave him the move right on the chair. And I mean, wow. I mean, they're really building that up for uh, the strong style of all. I thought each and every one of those guys looked great. Young Bucks did their thing. Hangman has really been doing his thing. And Jay White is Jay White. And, I mean, Chucky e. T, I like Chuck Taylor. And Yoshihashi has impressed me ever since his match with Naito. I've always enjoyed uh, Yoshihashi, too. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and, again, you just get what you get what you expect from the Young Bucks. And here's the thing with Hangman Page. I think his move is cool because I've, I've seen Kazarian do it before. It's the uh, the rite of passage, that, that back-to-belly pile driver. I think it's a cool move. Yeah, very cool. Anything Kazarian did was cool, so use his moves. Well, yeah, and Ambassador <laughs> and the wave of the future. I mean, come on. Man, how was Kazarian's note underrated? He, he really made a name for himself with... Uh, Chris Daniels teaming up, and again in ROH, but, man, Kazarian should have been much more successful as a singles wrestler. And he had a WWE career for a cup of coffee, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even even as a singles wrestler in TNA, he had some success. He was in the X Division, and he got a few world title opportunities. Uh, yeah, it's just a shame, really, that Kaz didn't achieve more on his own. I mean, he had that world title match with Kurt Angle, and he wrestled Christian Cage at that time. And, I mean, he had great matches as a single competitor. Then they made him suicide, which, suicide. <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, uh, whatever. Yeah. He's great, though, is the bottom line. It's just, it's Kazarian Splendor. <laughs> um, now on to the ROH World Championship match between Dalton Castle and Trent Barretta. Wait, wait, wait. Out comes Beer City Bruiser and just demands to really to be added to the match. Now, I really kind of hope somebody does that at WrestleMania. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what I was talking about. Beer City Bruiser kind of pushing himself onto the radar this weekend. Like I said, my first experience seeing him on night one, I was impressed. I wanted to see more. He kicked off night two. And then he just gets put into the ROH Championship match. Cool. It was. And, I mean, you got to show the, another one where these guys literally kicked the living crap out of each other. I thought Beretta, for a guy who was injured, just freaking just went out there and just stole it. I think Dalton Castle was tremendous, as always. And Beer City Bruiser really held his own, too. I thought Dalton with that, uh, that German into the bridge on him was tremendous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really sure just how bad Barretta was injured. Uh, I mean, Don and Kevin Kelly were really playing on it. And it's so funny with Barretta too, dude, because he's another one who I first saw out here in the uh, Long Island area. Uh, so for the history of Barretta, which I'll go through really quickly, he actually wrestled on the indie scene as uh, Plasma. And his tag team partner out here was a guy by the name of Maverick, who we see now on 205 Live as Mr. Premier Athlete himself, Mr. Tony Nice. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the guy is just I, – I saw it back in the day that he was going to be something. Then he got to WWE, and he was with Kalen Croft as a part of the Dude Busters, which – the Dude Busters. But he, there was always potential with him. And then once he got to Japan and just working around the world and team with Rocky Romero, and then just now as a singles thing, I mean, the guy's really coming to his own. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and again, another great showing from Dalton Castle. Mm -hmm. uh, again, again, proving himself as ROH champ. 
Uh, they had a main event. If you enjoyed the main event of night one, you must have enjoyed the main event of night two. It's Beatlemania uh, 2, man. Yeah, Beatlemania 2. The uh, the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, uh, taking a win back from Goldie and Marty Skrull. Um, one thing I can say about this match was Marty was a lot less hesitant. In fact, he didn't hesitate at all in this match. No. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> Snap those fingers, and yeah, he just went out there and, and kicked some ass with Cody and Abushi and Omega just for two nights of just greatness as the Golden Lovers. I mean, the Golden Lovers, man. I mean, what can you say? I mean, it's just they're back together and they're back and ready to go. Yeah. Um, Cody, perfect heel in this match again. Uh, you know, complaining, uh, hiding in the crowd. <laughs> Uh, which then, which um, didn't stop anybody. Yeah, excuse me. I was <laughs> going to say, yeah, and Omega doing that dive. Oh, my God. Crazy. Luck, luckily, they managed to clear a good enough space in, in the crowd before he did that dive. But, uh, yeah. Well, I got to ask you, what do you think about the Golden Trigger, man? I love it. I love everything they did together. Every double-team move was outstanding. Well, besides that, and I mean, we'll talk about, uh, I, I thought the speech with everything was great, and it was just great to see them do their thing, but the best thing was probably afterwards in the press conference where he called Cody wrote Cody a WWE reject. Yeah, I got that. Is, is he allowed to say WWE? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, it hasn't stopped him before. <laughs> And you know what? This sounds like an evil project of a WWE reject. And then he's like, you know what? We're going to go out there. You know, Code and I, we don't give a fuck. We're just going to go out there. So I like how he just put that. We don't give a fuck what we hold. As long as I'm team with Code, I'm happy. <laughs> how do you really feel, Kenny? We don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> you know, maybe they should have asked Roman that. After Chamber, like, Roman, how would you feel about Brock? I don't give a fuck. We don't fuck. give a fuck. I'll give a fuck about Brock. I mean, we'll talk about that on when we do the Max Wrestling yeah. podcast. But it's like, Roman, how do you really feel, buddy? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Brock Lesnar. Hey, Kenny, did you watch Impact? I don't give a fuck. Fuck. <laughs> we had to do it. <laughs> it is what it is. We've <laughs> had enough. <laughs> All right, so going back to uh, the Golden Lovers double team offense, there was a great, great sequence um, when Omega got tagged in, uh, mm. and it was a steamroller into a shooting star from Ibushi, followed by two moon salts from either one of them. Uh, just perfect sync. Oh yeah, I mean, those guys are just so incredible what they do. Uh, Kota Ibushi, I can see a lot coming from him when we get towards Wrestle Kingdom time. Same with Omega, same yeah. with Cody, same with Marty. I'm interested to see how uh, you know well we got the uh, well we got the New Japan Cup coming and they're gonna do the G1 which you'll build to New, to Wrestle Kingdom but I think Butcher already said it I mean we all said it it's the gonna be the pay per view of the year for 2019 so I'm interested to see how we build and get towards that now. Oh yeah yeah it's always pay per view year it's been pay per view of the year on Max Wrestling for the last four years. Exactly. <clears throat> um. Yeah there was there was some more great. Um, Moves that stood out for me. Uh, there was a stunning backflip, slash, uh, backflip kick slash Pele from Ibushi. Uh, we, we saw the cross slash again. 
Yes. Uh, now, well, here's the thing: the height he gets on that Pele, though, man. That that it's just so it's so great. It was great, and it was literally a backflip, and he just caught him with his foot. It was crazy. It's not like AJ's Pele where he. I don't know, he kind of dives into the kick, whereas Ibushi just sort of dived, and the kick was more of a bonus. I'll use a movie reference here. <clears throat> not the not the original Karate Kid with uh, Ralph Macchio doing the crane kick, you know, yeah. uh, the, all that. But when Jaden Smith did that backflip to that kid with Jackie Chan in the remake, that kind of reminded me of. Uh, yeah, that, that was the best moment of that whole remake. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't, we could we could be all here talking days about that, but dude, that was like the only good thing about the remake was that kick. And I like Jackie Chan too, but and Jaden Smith, but I'm like, no, okay, I like Jackie that, Chan. It was so smooth as well. He sort of spun, and then it was just a perfect backflip. It was. I only landed on one foot. That's true. <laughs> you see, now you're making me, uh, and I don't want to talk shit oh, about Jackie. Now I want to watch the Karate Kid remake. Ah. Uh. Ugh, I don't want to. Don't do it. No, I'm going to go watch the original. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Okay, all right. Wait, before we move on. Oh, yeah, this. we're going to get our topic now, because I was going to mention that, too. Okay, next if, Karate if it, Kid. If it is what I think you're talking about. No, I mean, well, we're going to get to that, but you you can mention it, but I wanted to say this. Next Karate Kid or the Karate Kid remake? Oh, Karate Kid remake. Easy. Uh, wait a minute. You're going to pick the Karate Kid over the lovely... Hillary Swank in the next Karate Kid? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, uh, that's not actually what I was going to say. I was going to say, um, have you seen the teaser for Cobra Kai? Oh, Cobra Kai. Yes, I have. Interesting. I'm kind of annoyed it's only on YouTube, though, but we'll see. I may give it a chance. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I will probably give it a chance, too. That was, that was way off topic, but well, I saw Cobra Kai. <laughs> I think it's going to be very, very interesting. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, now, the great thing about having English-speaking wrestlers in New Japan is the audibles, uh, which we've mentioned many, many times from uh, Tanga especially. <laughs> and it's, they just shout out things that aren't meant to be funny, but they are funny because they're shouting them out. Like, um, there was a moment when Cody and um, Marty were in the ring, and Cody just yells across, Marty, pick him up. I'm going to steal a kiss. And Marty <laughs> just looks at him and goes, what the fuck? I love his facial expression. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was, what the fuck? And then he freaking kisses Cody on the lips, and I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, and that set him off, of course. Abushi just went apeshit. Oh, oh, that was so funny. Um, and yes, as we mentioned, um, the speech from Kenny was great after the match, and then out come the Young Bucks, who still haven't really made it clear where their allegiances lie, but we are now going to get the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks for the greatest tag team in the world title. <laughs> well, what do you think about them moving on up to the heavyweight division for the tag titles? Honestly, I think it's about time. Duh, yeah, duh, like, come on, man. I mean, they're great as the junior tag champ, but get them on up there. Get them on up there. I mean, the Young Bucks are probably the most promoted tag team in New Japan. They they get the spotlight every time. Whenever, whenever this tag team match is on the New Japan show, there's a spotlight on the Young Bucks tag team match. So it only makes sense that they're going up. 
And I love them or hate them, they're the Young Bucks. And they don't One... give a fuck. They don't give a fuck? <laughs> One thing I will say, just to go off topic again, does, does fucking Zapka ever age? I mean, I'm looking at this photo of Zapka staring down Ralph Macho. I'm like, does, does fucking Zapka ever age and friggin' oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, Cobra Kai, man. I still can't believe that they're doing it. I thought that really, like, oh my god. I just had to say that because once you brought that up, you just you, you put a smile to my face, Cobra Kai, good guy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was Honor Rising. And we now look forward to the next time we will bring you a New Japan Max Wrestling episode, which uh, is when we'll be covering the 46th anniversary on March 6th, featuring Maccabi versus Suzuki, mm-hmm. Okada versus Osprey, and some more. Yeah, good matches. Yeah, we've um, got about a week or two now. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Oh, just over a week, maybe. Alright, cool. I think the good. first match we heard about was was it Okada and Osprey? Yes. First and then announced. Or did they also I, th- I think they also might announce Makabe and uh and Suzuki like around the same time. Oh, okay. Uh well out of two matches I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, there's some there's some great tag team matches lined up as well. So yeah, we'll be covering that uh next. Oh yeah, that was friggin' when friggin' Suzuki won ape shit and dumped the barricade on the ref and yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, of course. Now I remember. Uh, uh, Okay, so thank you for listening. Don't forget, you can find us on YouTube, Podomatic, iTunes, and Stitcher. And, of course, on Facebook at MaxRasson UK. I say Stitcher. um, We're still having difficulties with that fucking thing. Still? Yeah. I mean, I've changed the RSS feed now, so it goes from the SoundCloud account rather than the Podomatic, but it still doesn't seem to be updating. I don't know. Are you being a tit, Stitcher? Yeah, Stitcher. Stitcher be like, we don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck? <laughs> um, for new episodes in advance and other wrestling news and good old wrestling banter, you can join our interactive group at maxwrestling.com, uh, sorry, facebook.com slash groups slash maxwrestlinginteractive. And you can also find me at DazzyMWP and Mike is available at? At SMShow1 or at MCL92 on the Twitter and soundcloud.com slash MCLarkin92. Nice. Uh, hopefully the butcher's internet is fixed um, by the next time we do a show. Actually, I hope it's fixed during the next two days because we've got the regular Max Wrestling show to record too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can find the butcher at 6ix9ine And you can, of course, show our other show some love. We do a Throne Zone uh, season uh, going all through Game of Thrones. The first season we did was uh, episode by episode of season 7. Now, of course, we've got till next year now to wait until the final season so there will be a second series of throne zone coming this summer where we'll be looking at each season uh over eight episodes so look forward to that uh, that's available at throne zone uk uh and hidden gems is available at db hidden gems and that's the bottom line and if you're not down with that we got two words for you we don't give a fuck that's more than two words but yeah we don't give a fuck <laughs> Oh, 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 o